This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to talk about growing grace uh, today. Um, the Bible teaches us and tells us in the Scripture that all of nature testifies of the glory of God. It, it, it expresses His nature, His ability, His will, His way of being and uh, doing, which is always right. God is always right. Amen. His righteousness. Uh, and we're uh, in now the season of growing. You know, winter is, uh, we have four seasons, and they were given to us uh, by God, and it says it shows us, it tells us something about God and how He does life. Winter is a rest and a renewal and a replenishment for the land. Spring is a time of sowing. Summer is a growing time. And then autumn and fall, we reap what has been sown and grown. And then we cycle through again. You know, uh, we only have so many seasons here, isn't that right? So we want to be fruitful. And the Bible talks about, it says through wisdom that, that uh, each year we'll become more and more fruitful. More and more fruitful in our lives. Good news about getting gray hair is that you don't get put out to the pasture in a nursing home, amen, unless you just go there to minister to people. Uh, you know, uh, that don't know what you know. But, I mean, you know, uh, when you grow old, you grow more fruitful. The Bible says you will become fruitful, even be fruitful, even in your old age. I don't mind old. Old is a crowning glory to life. Amen. I survived and I thrived. And I lived to tell my grandchildren's children. Hallelujah. My children's children's children and left a heritage of faith uh, for them about a good God who cannot just get you, God can keep you. God could bring you all the way through, amen. When, once I got got by God, I wanted to know could he keep me because I saw a lot of folks fade in the running and fall by the wayside. I, I, knew, I knew I needed a God that could keep me. And I tell you, God can keep you. Oh, there's witnesses in heaven and witnesses on there. God can keep you. Amen. If you want to be kept now, God can keep you. All right. Uh, grace, there is grace for the space and the place. So in this, in this season, we're growing. Now, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch a pot boil or a child grow. Uh, it's not, it's kind of a futile exercise. Because sometimes you can't see it, you just, you know, uh, it happens and then you see it. But it happens before you see it, not so much all the time while you see it. Amen. But there's grace, specific grace, growing grace. There's a grace for the growing. Everybody say the growing. I want to read out of Ephesians 4 and 4 through 16. It says this, you were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. 
You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated with this oneness. But that doesn't mean that you should all look alike, look and speak and act the same. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given his own gift. The text for this is, he climbed the high mountain, he captured the enemy and seized the booty, he handed it all out in gifts to the people. Is it not true that the one who climbed up also climbed down, down to the valley of the earth? And the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up, up to the highest heaven. He handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. Now, uh, he's getting real specific here. He's bringing it down to the all and incorporating all, but he's, 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 he's explaining why I'm here today and why you're here today. And, it's, uh, and the gift that God has given me... Uh, it and the gift uh, of me to you, and I don't mind saying this, we are what we are by the grace of God. There's no great claim to fame in this thing. You know, the Bible says he chose the stupid, the stubborn. That's not exactly what it says, but let me just tell him, just tell him from my own experience. And nobody's in the nothings to confound all the wise folks, all the learned, all the great and mighty. He said, there's no great and mighty among you. He goes, man, when I found you, Lord, nobody else will have you. The world didn't want you. Your mama hardly wanted you. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on now. There's a lot of mamas don't want what they want their babies now. Thank God they'll all get a second chance in heaven. Thank God he's a redeemer. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Oh, but we are but what we are by the grace of God and from grace and for grace we're here to train. We're to be now listen, not just training in any old way, you know, you know, boxing you in some little box, you know, do's and don'ts and stuff. That training for ruling and reigning in life. Where you're the head, not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. Where you win. Where you live victoriously and gloriously as a witness for Jesus. I mean, that's the deal. It really is. Now, religion will sell you a bill of goods that, you know, suffer on for God. Well, if you suffer with him, the Bible says you'll also reign with him. So let's get on to the reigning. I'll go through the suffering. Are you listening? But through, through to the reigning. There's a lot of stuff I've suffered through. It said, God, tell me how not to do that again. Tell me how to get up on top of this. Uh, I'm going I'm to take all that, but yeah, that training, but the end result is I'm going to rule and reign. Are you listening? All right. So pastors and teachers, and here's the thing. Out of all of this group, we spend the most time with you. Well, you know, we really do. So uh, you know, because we're called to live with God's people and train them in the everyday living of this life uh, that's, that's called eternal life, abundant life that begins when you get born again. But you know, you didn't go to heaven right then. You, he left you here. For what? To be a witness. 
to train you to be a witness and to bring as many other people with you as you can. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, now victory and winning sells. Not hard to sell. Happy and joy and peace and righteousness. Everything's all right. Well, how can you say everything's all right when everything's all wrong? Oh, but with God and you love Him and He loves you and you're called according to His purpose, which is to be a witness in everything that's wrong, the Bible says He will turn out everything for your good. He'll turn for good. It ain't good if it stays wrong. It's only good when the wrongs get turned to right. All right. So, train us in skill servant work, working with Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. No prolonged infancies among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark, for imposters, God wants us to grow up to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us and all, uh, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. What a verse of scripture. Amplified Bible says, grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head Christ. You know, let me help you with the every way and in all things. The two big general categories, both spiritually and naturally. You don't want to overemphasize either one. It, it, we will prosper in God. True prosperity is, is uh, spiritual prosperity and natural prosperity. It says, we he prays that we prosper in all things in every way, even as our soul prospers and our body will keep well. Amen. Uh, from the inside to the outside. There's an equilibrium called balance that God looks for. Spiritual people living in a natural world, being a witness of the goodness and the glory of God. Winning in life, ruling and reigning in life, being trained for eternity, for ruling and reigning in eternity. Amen? But there's a balance uh, in the thing. See, the outside needs to begin to match the inside. Well, God knows my heart, yeah, and he sees the rest of it. Amen. Now listen, God's not mean. He's a good parent. Isn't that right? You know, I mean, he takes a lot of joy in loving us and watching us grow and the antics and the things that we do and don't do. He takes advantage of training us. And there's certain things that he won't tolerate. Like it says, we won't tolerate just being babes in the woods and immaturity when it's time to grow and mature. All right? But this little, you know, three-year-old, there are things that is appropriate. That right? I don't expect a teenage action or attitude from her or, or an adult action or attitude. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. Just enjoy her where she's at. You know, God enjoys you where you're at. 
long as you're growing. Everybody just wants to go there. And see, with God, the growing is the going. If we're not growing, we're really not going His way. Grow up in every way. And the Bible says, verse 16, in Amplified, saying in another way, simply this. It says, when this, when this is all working properly, all right, when, the, when the gifts are functioning and supplying and, and the body is, is doing what it's supposed to do, it says it grows to full maturity, building itself up in love, being loved by God and loving one another. When it's functioning properly, it grows. The body grows. You and I mature. And we help other people to mature. Now, I'm not done maturing yet. There, there are folks in here that are more mature than me. Thank God for that. Amen. I'm only 60. Miss Janet said, I'm just a babe. <laughs> She's older than me, so she'd know. Amen. Are you listening? Aren't you glad you're not done maturing yet? I'm going to be maturing till the day I leave here and then start all over again up there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I sure am glad for Head Start and kindergarten down here for the training. I want to get a head start on heaven. How about you? Amen. All right. How do, we, how do we grow? I mean, honestly, look at how do we grow? Well, we grow in the living, in the going, in the doing of life with God with His grace, for the space and the place that He gives us. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, look at how nature works. We grow little by little, step by step, and day by day. I'm not going to, you know, I know, you know, people get on the scale and go, oh my God, 40 pounds, where'd that come from? It's just yesterday. No, it didn't happen just yesterday. You were not, no, no, even nature will not allow that. That don't happen. I just blew up all of a sudden. Well, if you blew up all of a sudden, we need to go gather all the parts and pieces of you wherever you blew up to. Now, we, we're, we play fast and loose with that kind of stuff, you know. Isn't that right? I don't know where the day went to. Well, it went one second, one minute, one hour, one block of time at a time. One day, one night, one evening, one morning at a time. See, this is, listen, this is how we grow, little by little. But there's a saying that says, you know, by the inch, it's a cinch. By the yard, it's hard. Well, I need to lose a whole yard. Well, I would suggest that we start by the inch. I got to lose 40 pounds. Well, I would suggest that you start with one and celebrate the victory of that. I'm helping somebody in, in here today. Amen. It, 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 it was over time that you grew into where you are. It'll be over time that you grow into where you want to be if you don't like where you are right now in life. Putting in the overtime. I don't like overtime. Boy, the kind of jobs I work, that's where the money was, was overtime. I mean, I, I counted the first 40. <laughs> We're going to survive. If I'm going to thrive, I'm going to have to start the next 40. Moving right along, 
then how do we measure grow? How do you measure this word grow? I'll tell you, in God, now we need to understand this, in God, how his thoughts sometimes are not the same way that we think. We, we think from here, you know, towards him. See, we, we bring our measure our, our, from our perspective and our position. But from God's perspective, let me, let me tell you what, what is God's measurement of growth. Now you know. Boy, I tell you, I have gone through some things that if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have gone through those things. But the thing of it was, I didn't just go through them. I had to I, I had to make the choice, now listen, to grow through them, to learn life's lessons, the, the kind of life that, that God has for it, God's the kingdom life, the eternal life, the abundant life. See, we grow first in our knowledge of Him, in knowing Him. The Bible says don't boast in all this other stuff. It says boast in this, that you know me, that you know God. In wherever, whatever, in whatever or wherever you're at. Know God there. But one thing's for sure, we're going to know God out of this. There's been some things, oh boy, I'm telling you what now, I, I, you know, but don't waste it. I'm going to know God. And then I'm going to make Him known. I'm here to be a witness. Amen. Well, I've messed up so bad. Well, then you are a prime candidate to show how good God is. Your own, look at your name, it says your own bad self. Just your bad self. See, you, you, you are a prime candidate. You're just the one God's looking for to be really extra specially good to you. Your own bad self. <laughs> and we're going to grow in our knowledge of Him. In knowing Him, His will and His way, His heart and His hand, His mind, His thoughts. And come to the place that now we know, now we understand. See, there's a, there's this thing, well, I, I know. Uh, yeah, but you don't really understand. See, pastors are here to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And that's the proper order because we put knowledge out there and then folks run away with it and now they know, but they have to grow. And how we know that they grow is that their knowing has understanding behind it, the foundation of it. It's like, now I know. Why? Because I understand. To do life his way. Doing life his way through life's lessons learned. This is, this is, this is how we measure grow. And and now listen, you can't really learn the kind of the the God kind of life, you know, except by His word and His works. And His words, He instructs us. And then His works, He corrects us. Amen. Thank God for course corrections. I thank God for the corrections. You know, uh, I've, I've been, boy, I've seen a lot of wrong. But all that did was help me to search out what was right. 
I found out, well, that, that wasn't right. See, now listen. Listen, I am, when I get born again, I am now the righteousness of God. As far as God is concerned, I can do no wrong. And if I do wrong, he will make it right. He will correct me. He will lovingly instruct me. He will lovingly and kindly correct me. He'll be gentle yet firm enough that I learned the lesson. But as far as God is concerned, I live life like I can do no wrong. And see, there's no deal breaker with God once, once you have been dealt righteousness, once you have accepted His goodness, once you have, uh, have said, you're my God. And you pray, you're my father. And he says, and you're my child. You're my son. Now he goes, now come on out from, don't know me, don't want me as their father. Don't want to be my child. He said, come out from among them. You're going to have to live separate from how they do life. He said, and we're going to do life differently. And I'll be your God. You'll be my, my sons and my daughters. We'll have a good time. We'll have a good life, a great life, a great time. All the way from here to heaven. From right now, from now on. All the way to heaven. Hallelujah. I mean, can't lose for the winning. You just have to try to lose out. Now, you won. Listen, you, you are Jesus' victory. I mean, you know, when you're His, He says, ain't nobody going to get you away from me now. Hallelujah. All right. And you know, there are Christians that wander off in the woods, but you know, he found them once, he can find them again. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh, let's look at a life lesson here that I think is real important for us. As you know, it's interesting, the Lord uh, spoke to me. Uh, it's, it's, you know, learning to sit down and listen to God, just listen to Him. And He, and he, uh, uh, he spoke to me one morning this, this week. He said, let's talk about hindrances. And I said, I don't know if I want to talk about hindrances. He goes, well, that's because, he goes, do they help you or hurt you? Well, that all depends if it's just all about the going or if it's all about the growing. Jeremiah 18, 1 through I'm going to read out of the message Bible. God told Jeremiah, up on your feet. Go to the potter's house. When you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. So I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there working away at his wheel. Whenever the, pot, the potter was working on turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you're working with clay. The potter would simply start over and use the same clay to make another pot. Then God's message came to me, can I do just as this potter does? People of Israel, God's decree, watch this potter in the same way that this potter works his clay. I work on you, people of Israel. And at any moment I may decide to pull up a people or a country by the roots and get rid of them. But if they repent of their wicked lies, I will think twice and start over with them. At another time, I might decide to plant a people or a country. But if they don't cooperate and won't listen to me, I'll think again and give up on the plans I had for them. So tell the people of Judah and citizens of Jerusalem my message. Danger, I'm shaping doom. Well, I'm not going to read the rest of that, but as that was specific to them. 
But these first verses here, one through five or six, are for us. Notice that the pot, the vessel, the potter was working on. Say this to your neighbor. Say, he's still working on. One translation says that the vessel was marred in his hand. Imagine that, that things could go wrong even with the perfect plan, the perfect, the perfect creator, maker, perfect God, perfect Father, that even in, our, in, in his hand, that the clay, sometimes things happen with the clay. It's just how it is when you're working with clay. The imperfections are in the clay. And they'll show up on the wheel. They'll show up under his hand. They'll show up while he's working on us. He knows those, but he loves us anyway. Isn't that right? I said, he loves you. He is, is, you're the lump of clay he settled on. Isn't that right? One it says it was marred in his hand. It was spoiled. It turned out badly. Ever had anything marred? Anything spoiled? Anything that turned out badly? Boy, that didn't work out like I thought it should have worked out. I don't know. You know, it just, you know. I mean, according to me, I did everything right. Oh, that's all right. Sometimes, you know, God would say, well, I know what you mean. You know, man, I did everything right. <laughs> And it still turned out badly. You know what? He didn't jump up and pitch a fit and stomp off. Ain't nothing ever goes right for me. You'll never hear God say that. Said he just started over. Simply started over. He simply started over. Let me tell you about hindrances that get in the way of, this is a literal definition of hindrance. It's to get in the way of, to obstruct or delay the process of, the progress of, the progress of. Have you ever felt that that, uh, hindrances just messed everything up, marred everything, spoiled everything? And here you were trying with all your heart to follow God's plan for your life. But as it sometimes happens on this side of perfection, imperfection show up, things go wrong that obstruct or delay us and get in the way of how we thought it would all be. The white picket fence and the little happy house and the perfect family. You know, the pot and the vessel that the potter the worker was working on, hindrances happen in the work, in the growth, in the growing and in the going. So do hindrances help or hurt? Well, you know, I'll tell you something. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have been made more out of my mistakes, out of the mistakes. I have learned more in the mistakes than I did out of perfection. 
I've learned more from what went wrong than from when, what went off right or pulled off without a hitch. I'll just be happy all by myself here. Trouble has trained me in a greater measure than trouble-free triumphs in life. That which, uh, you know, costs a little uh, more, took a little uh, longer, didn't come so easy, meant more than that which was awful quiet in here today. The good news is this, he just made it over. Made it again. These are all translations. Made it over, made it again. One translation says another way. Simply started over. The potter simply started over. And uh, using the same clay. Using the same clay, he started over. Isn't it interesting that God's so willing, much more willing to start over than we are? Well, if that's how marriage is. No, sweetie, that's not how marriage is. That might be how that marriage is, but that's not how marriage is supposed to be. So just start over. Now, sometimes, you know, honestly, if you let God, you can start over with the same clay, same person. Sometimes you can't, depending. It takes two people that are willing to start over. Sometimes both people are not willing. You know, there's a coalition of the willing. Anybody you walk with in life, you know, from marriage to friendships to at the job, you know, all the relationships of life, it's, it's where. How can two walk together except they agree? They're willing. Work at it. Amen? You know, the younger generations wake up, you know, a week later, a month later, you know, sometimes a year, most times within five years, they realize, it isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I signed up for. Say, yeah, you signed up for it, you know. It's going to cost you a little bit of money, even in a non-contested, to get out of it. But you signed on the dotted line before God and before man. And yeah, that's the real deal. That's the real them. Well, if I'd have known that, well, why don't you take... More than a week. Anyway. All right. Now listen, that is not a condemnation. That is simply, listen, it is a constructive observation. Seriously, amen? Go through some seasons with folks and see how they act. See what they're really made of. Let them, let, see them just on the sun. Don't just see them naked. With lust, see? Learn, let, walk with them. Look, look at some, go through some rainy days and some storms and some times together. You know, look, let them grow some fruit. See what the fruit come. It'll tell you what the root is. I wish I hadn't come today in some respects. But anyway, we, I wanna, let's make this over right now. Make it again. Simply start over again. Listen, it's the same you. He's not through with you. Aren't you glad God's not through with you? See, but, you know, perhaps... Uh, you know, clay that gets like that, what happens is usually the imperfect, there's a, there's a little old dry lump in there. Just a lump. 
He can feel it. Something in there. Something in there. Amen. So when he makes it again another way, he just kind of squat. He he he'll add some more water to it. He'll just add some more water. Then he'll start, and he may add a little more of the right kind of pressure to perhaps. You know, the right kind of pressure is that God will let us be satisfied with the fruit of our good ideas so that we'll be a little more open to his idea because most good ideas winds up with being consequences where God just goes, how's that working out for you? How's that choice working out for you? If you want to change, I'm here. You know, we got to sometimes be willing to let people go through some things in order for them to come to a place where they can grow from that. And many, many times, rather than, you know, I was thinking about, thank you, Holy Ghost, because I have to ask the Spirit of God to say, you need to help me to remember that. I didn't write it down. We were in praise and worship and things, but the Lord spoke to me. He said, <clears throat> you know, uh, he sowed good seed and good ground, and it began to grow. And his servants came to him and said, there's weeds in the wheat. Something's gone wrong here. These weeds are going to spoil the wheat crop. And he said, do you want us to pull them out? You know, there's a right time to deal with things. And the right one will pick the right time. He said, no, don't you pull them up. Don't, don't go over there and tell them everything you know and all that they don't know. Don't think you need to do. He said, don't pull it up. Let it grow. Let them grow together. He goes, we'll sort this out when the harvest comes. When weeds of famine bread or wheat of prosperity to be fed with. So we'll sort it out then. But don't pull it up now. He goes... You'll hurt the wheat in dealing with the weeds. I probably should come over here. Don't, don't pull up all the weeds thinking you're going to help the wheat. I'm talking about me. You know what I'm saying. Look, I'm winking my eye. Amen. No. Because wise now, listen now. It's your, it's your do. It, you know, it, it, you feel very dutiful and everything. You know, don't pull up the weeds with the wheat. So all these new, all these new folks that, that are coming in need great grace because it's just so, so much sin out there, so much missing the mark. Something. And, and, you know, the, the church is the mark. It's the measure in the world. And, and so, you know, but even in church, we have to, you got to give folks grace to grow, space, time to grow. Amen. You, you don't get to determine what they sow. You sow good stuff, hoping that they're good ground. But, you know, and celebrate. If it's only 30-fold that comes up, don't say, well, I wanted 100-fold. <laughs> Well, I just wish, you know, they made some progress, but you know, this just really still bothers me about them. 
Really? Aren't you glad God goes? And you know what? This still really just, but you've made some progress. But you, you know, this really irks me. I'm really disgusted with this about you. I've never heard him say that to me. He just gives me grace. He don't pull the weeds out until the harvest time comes. And when the harvest time comes, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling stuff out. And he go, man, there's a lot of weeds in here. And God will go, well, and here's why. Here's what you sowed. You sowed to your flesh. You made some wrong choices. You, you, you fooled around with your time and, and invested in the wrong things and believed words that were not my words. What I didn't say that about you. Amen. Would you, would you like to start over? Yeah. But I think I'm going to starve to death this one. He goes, don't you worry about it. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to take care of you. Because all I really wanted was for you to learn a lesson. I wanted you to grow. And eventually we'll grow more wheat than weeds. We'll get more of you as my garden under cultivation. More of your life will come under cultivation. It, it will be more, will be a little more subjected to God, a little more willing and a little more uh, surrendered and just a little bit more, you know, uh, have a little more capacity and capability. You know, now don't, don't never stay. Don't never, don't let, the Bible says there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. And there's condemnation out there in the world. And there's condemnation in the religious system. But, you know, listen, if I can do no wrong, who's going to condemn me? Christ who died for me? God who lovingly sent him to die for me? We just sang a song, there's no one like our God. You doggone right there ain't no one like your God. He's not condemning you. So why spend one minute in that? The accuser of the brethren will condemn you. The consequences, folks will condemn you. But when you get free on the inside, honey, it don't matter what anybody else say, what anybody else think, what anybody else act towards you. If God's happy with you, hey, just be happy and go on. Because it's from right here, right now, and from now on. Amen. Like it never happened. Pardon, forgiven. Not just forgiven of all, honey. For, listen, he not just he didn't just forgave me; he forgives me Amen. from all unrighteousness. When me and him sit there and look at my field, he goes, "You know, I know you love to go to the beach, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And you took all them naps, mm-hmm. and you watched TV till all hours of the night." Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you didn't water anything. <laughs> and so you got all of these briars and poison ivy and weeds. Because there ain't no bare spots. Oh, we're growing something. Something growing. Don't be unkind and tell your neighbor something growing. I told you not to do that. You see? See? See?
All right, now say this, though. This is better, all right? Say, what is growing will be showing for long. That's okay. Amen? Because humility is kind of like, oh, well. It got messed up. It didn't work out. It was spoiled. It was marred. It just went bad. But God, I'm, he's still working on me. He hasn't removed his hand because I got his heart. If I got his heart, I'll see his hand. His hand's still on me. He's still, he, we ain't done yet. I'm just going to work with him a little bit more. I'm going to be a little more pliable. I'm going to be a little more, I'm going to have a little more, you know, uh, willing to change and willing to rearrange and willing to do it again another way. Start over. Start over. He just simply started over. That's too simple for us, isn't it? But you know, that's the offer of salvation. His mercies are new every day. Every day is a, is a reminder. You know, yesterday might have been bad. Turned out badly. But today's a new day. See, God's always doing a new thing. God's always bringing the new. He said, behold, old things are passed away. Look, everything is new. And all the new stuff is from God. All the new for you is from God. Isn't it funny how willing God is to start over again and use the same clay? But we're not. We just get stuck in the miry clay. It just is a mess. And we love, you know, we just love to be blessed in the mess. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, the devil will say, yeah, and you're so stupid. Yes, I am. And you're such a fool. I know. Quit agreeing with that. God's not calling you a fool. God's not saying you're stupid. Don't believe any words that He's not saying to you. Find that in the Bible. When I find what a fool is and what a fool does, I go, that ain't me. That ain't me. Say, at ain't. Me. Me. Don't be that guy. Amen. I I thank God tells the whole thing so that I don't be that guy. But I've been that guy. (laughs) Sometimes more than one. But that's, thank God, you know. Thank God. I wonder if there's anybody here. You know the ultimate start over again with the same clay is being born again. Being born again. What does that mean? You know, it said, boy, if I had it to do all over again, honest to God, you do have it to do all over again. You can have a new life with God. All It's life all over again. And learn it His way. And do it His way. Will you make mistakes? Yeah, but you won't be condemned for them. You'll grow from them. Amen? It won't take you down. It'll take you up. It won't tear you down. It'll build you up. You'll grow from it. Amen. The ultimate, the ultimate start over is being born again. Pastor Ron's going to come. I wonder if there's anybody here today. Listen, going to church doesn't necessarily mean that you've been born again. 
Born again, born again is to be born of God. And the way to that is very simple. It's so simple, a lot of people miss it. Because religion teaches us, well, if you'll just jump through this hoop. But now you've got to jump through this hoop. And don't go near that hoop. My God, don't go near that hoop. But do this, do this, do that, do the other, do this. And don't do that, and don't do the other, and don't do that. Because, see, you've got to earn it. You've got to be good enough. No. God's good enough. What Jesus did is enough. He came and died and was raised to life again so that we who were dead could have a brand new life, be raised out of that death of separation from God, out of that death sentence of trying to get to God through our own might and strength and goodness and qualifications. And just simply start over again with simple trust. He would do for us what we could never do for ourselves. Give you a brand new life, a brand new start. Thank you, Lord. And if you started that way with Him, we need to learn to stay that way. See, Paul said in another place, you know, so many times people get off the track and then the devil just keeps them off the track because he condemns them over not doing everything perfectly. Not. All of a sudden, how we got into it, see, it's how we stay in it, you know. The good enough is on God's side. The undeserved favor. Taking the grace for the place of I can never, I can never do it on my own. I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. But I'm going to take it anyway because He freely gave it. Grace is free. Grace is free. Take the grace for the place, wherever the place is. Are you here today? You've never, never heard anything like this. You've never accepted Jesus at face value. Take it. Take His heart just how it is. He goes, now listen. Quit trying to be good enough. Just come to me. Just come to me like you are. I'll change you from the inside out. I'll give you a new heart. One that's responsive to God. One that wants, if you just want to just a little bit, I'll do the rest. If you're just willing just a little bit towards me, I'll put a spirit in you that is willing to do what you need to do to live this kind of a life. That's you here today. I want every head bow, every eye closed. I want you to be honest with yourself and honest before God. You might be a church member. You might just have gone to church. might have been raised around it. You might have been sitting here for the whole 12 years. We've been here. But are you born again? Have you? Are you under the grace of God? Have you accepted His free and gracious gift? You need a new start over with God. And I'm not talking about if you've been born again and you've messed up. You know, we don't. That's not the start over again that we're talking about here. We'll get to you next. But I'm talking about you need, you're just living. It's just, your life is just 
always been like it is. It's, it just, you wonder, where's God? So well, God wants to be not just with you, but he wants to be in you. And that's what being born again is, just taking him at his at face value. If that's you here today, I want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to count to three. I need to be born again. I need God in my heart. I need God in my life for for the first time. Now listen, first time. Not if you've asked him into your life before. Don't be confused. If yours, if you've asked him before, this is not the, uh, the opportunity for you today. Amen? Never. Have never given your life to God. Alright? We're good there. No hands. Second, the... The second round here, all right? You just need a do-over. You need to start over. Things have got messed up. You're not where you want to be with God. You know that, you know, God's your father. You're his child, but, you know, you need to start over. I'm telling you, this is a... They're, they're, listen, it's not going to be from the outside. It's going to be from the inside. That's what you're buying in. Get your hand up in the air. If that's you. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge Him. I found it when I, you know, I mean in the deepest, darkest holes of the darkest midnight hour of my life, in the mess-ups and the screw-ups and the mistakes and the I don't want to be here. That's where I have had to acknowledge Him. God, You're God. You're good. You don't want me here any more than I want to be here. I want to know the truth and I want to be free. I need to start over. I'm telling you, it's a supernatural thing that can take place in your own heart that the devil doesn't want you to know about. What he wants you to do is go over and over and over the trip up, the mess up, the mistake, the marred, the ruin, the spoil. And he wants to keep you stuck in that same mud you've always been in. I'm telling you, God is going to deliver some folks here today that you have struggled and struggled and struggled and the deeper the more you struggle the deeper in the quicksand you go if that's you you need a deliverance today you want God to work from the inside to the outside see get your hand in the air God's going to change some things for you supernatural only God can change a heart and the heart has to change before the life changes. That's how it works. Hands in the air all over the house. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you for the freedom. Close a door right now and open another one at the same time. God reached down into the miry clay where folks have been stuck in the same cycle of defeat and the same cycle. Lord, of, of discouragement and distress and despair and reach down right now and lift them out of that miry clay and set their feet on a solid foundation of your grace and your love and your kindness and your mercy in their life. Remind them every day of who they are in you and what they mean to you. Shut the voice of the enemy. Steal it right now in the name of Jesus. I cancel every accusation. I declare a divine pardon over their life. What was, was. But from now on, from this moment on, from here and from now, there's going to be a new starting over. A new thing in their life, I declare, oh God, and they will perceive it. And it's springing forth in their life right now. There is an emergence, Father, happening in their life. Good seed. Good seed. All right.
Now listen, say, I believe it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Let me give you a little lesson out of farming and then we'll be gone. You know, you can farm with chemicals and you know what they do? They got the pre-emergence chemical spray. They got the, the post-emergence chemical spray. That's how they deal with, wor- with weeds. They try to kill the weeds. But you know the best way to do it? Just grow all the good stuff. The weeds don't stand a chance. If the soil is healthy, it won't grow weeds. It'll grow the good stuff. Oh my, I never heard it. No, you didn't, you little roundup self. <laughs> if you've been trained within the chemical box, there's another way. Well, God gave us chemicals. <laughs> he did pretty good without them before, you know. Hallelujah. He did pretty good without them. Isn't that right? He just grows all kind of good stuff. And some of the weeds even that we don't like, something will eat it. It's made for something. Some of the stuff that's happened, last word, some of the stuff that's happened in your life is bitter for you. You don't want that weed in your life. But I'm going to tell you what now. You know, for somebody, even the, uh, uh, the Bible says for the person that's, uh, that's uh, full, every, you know, uh, Everything is bitter. But for the person that's hungry, boy, even that bitter stuff is sweet. There are folks that will benefit and gain from, you know, uh, the stuff that you didn't want, don't like, and all that kind of stuff. We growed what we growed. We did what we did. It is what it is. But, you know, there's a whole lot of folks out there that can benefit from what you've learned. Yes from it, from what you know of him because of it. Now that's grace. That's grace. Religion tells you, hide your life. Hide all of the imperfections. Hide all of the missteps. Be, you've got to be perfect after all or because God's a perfect God and no one would want imperfection. I'll tell you, you know, that doesn't relate to me at all. I can't relate to perfection. I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to go to church or be around churchy people because I have to be perfect. And I'm not. I'm just not. But give me somebody who's just real. Give me somebody who has a reality in God and say, oh, that's okay. I got grace. Now I'm working. God's working on, you know, don't be, don't, don't, don't. Don't jump on me now because, you know, all of a sudden I came in lopsided one day. Got a lump and a bump here. And I look kind of bent out of shape. I'm kind of bent out of shape today. What's happening? Well, God's working on me. And he'll keep working on you. And the folks that are bent out of shape, got lumps and bumps and imperfections oh I got some scars honey I've got some old knots on my shoulder and on my knees and I got stuff still that you know I'm believing God but it creaks and cracks and I've got I've got some things to show for different things in my life but you know they're just they're just 
are just beauty marks. Just old ugly things that represent ugly things that God turned around for good and made all things beautiful in its time. Who's here today? I feel the Holy Ghost. I just feel the Holy Ghost moving in right now. And I know that we're on a time frame, but, but, but some of you feel so ugly. Things have been mean and hard and ugliness. You don't see any way that that could become a beauty. I'm telling you with God, with this God, He makes all things, all things beautiful. All things. All things beautiful in its time. Good. Can I just say this little part? Sure. There really ought to be a sign upon my heart. Pastor, don't judge me yet. There's an unfinished part. There you go. But I'll be as perfect just according to his plan. Because I'm fashioned by the master's loving hand. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be it took him just a week to make the moon and the stars the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars but oh how loving and patient he must be his pastor he's still working on me listen the Holy Ghost is just made in a hole in the wall yes Somebody needs to step, <laughs> crawl, however you need to do through that hole God's made a way of escape right now. Yes. I just hear that. There's no temptation. We're so tempted sometimes to stay stuck, to stay the accused, to stay guilty, to stay shameful. I'm going to tell you what now, when God makes a hole go through it, Yes. God's made a hole out of the old and into yes. the new. Who's that? Is that you today? Turn to your neighbor and say, is that you? Is that you? And you need to respond to God. You can stand up where you are. You can come up here. But I mean, right now, right now, the Holy Ghost is working in this house. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't hold back when your time comes. When God, when God's, when God's working a thing, you need to work with and cooperate with him. Look at this all over the house. Amen. Father, may they find the freedom that is only found in you. May they go through and be through and done with the old. I declare the new thing in their life. Lord, they move out of the old and into the new. They're going from, but not just from God, they're going to. New measure. And it'll be great and greater still. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.